Our passage this morning comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. And if you would, from wherever you are, uh, stand and read that scripture uh, passage with us. And you'll notice in the bulletin that those parts uh, that are yours are going to be in bold. And so if you would read responsively with me this morning. Starting in verse 25, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts may be revealed. This is the word of the Lord. You may all be seated. Do you have a bucket list? A list of things to accomplish or to see before you kick the bucket. <clears throat> it has been a popular phenomenon only recently, uh, just in the last 15 years. And you and I know every person's list is different. It might include items like running a marathon, and I will say no thank you, <laughs> or learn how to fill in the blank, visit the seven wonders of the world, become a millionaire if you're not, become a multimillionaire, and if you are, maybe a billionaire, take a gondola ride in Venice, Italy. Maybe some of you already have. I spoke to someone this past week who did their vacation there just a couple years ago. Float in the Dead Sea. Swim with dolphins. Run with the bulls in Spain. Climb Mount Everest. Spend Christmas in another country. I think I only have one to visit every Major League Baseball stadium in the United States. <laughs> but three things are keeping me from that time. And I also know that if I wait too long, these, uh, new, these stadiums become old and they build new ones. I have been to San Diego where the Padres play, but they've changed stadiums since. Or my, I think the biggest Obstacle to be uh, able to go and visit all these uh, 30 stadiums is, uh, is money. <laughs> I don't have it. So, so, but I would love to. 
But have you ever thought about what a bucket list might look like for you if it came from God? What if God wrote your bucket list? Those things you would be able to check off to make sure you did these things to feel like life's now complete. In our text this morning, there seems to be just one item on that list for this man we are introduced to as Simeon. We don't know much about Simeon. Aside from what we were told in our text, we essentially know nothing about Simeon. We don't know about his background. We don't know his hometown. We don't know about his family. We don't know his education. We might guess that he was a priest, but nothing in our text makes that very clear that he was a priest. We might assume that he was an old man, but even that is uncertain as we read the text. But here are the things that we do know. In verse 25, Luke writes, now there was a man in Jerusalem, he's talking about a metropolitan area, uh, a busy area, whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. That's all we know. What we do know about this character is that he was righteous and devout. He was a man of faith. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. We also know that he's been waiting, waiting for the Messiah to come, waiting in faith for God to do what he had promised. What we know is that he simply appears on the stage of history as a little-known character, just like the other characters before him in the drama surrounding the birth of Jesus. For you see, after his part is over, he disappears as quickly as he's come on the scene, never to appear again. Simeon appears on the scene 40 days after Jesus is born. The Holy Spirit had told him, you will not die before you see the Messiah. Can you imagine the scene? Every early morning, Simeon would make his way to the temple watching and waiting for the Messiah to come. How often Simeon must have waited, how many times he must have paced back and forth, waiting for the salvation that God had promised. But here's a question. How would he know, how would he know what to look for? How would he know him? Did he even know to look for a baby, right? Um, or was he looking for a teenager or an adult? A strong adult. Well, have you ever met someone in public for the first time after you've been corresponding with them through text? I have. I think I sold something on Facebook Marketplace. It was a small desk that my kids had outgrown a few months ago, and the only direction I gave was, hey, let's meet in front of Safeway. Uh, I didn't know whether I was meeting a man or a woman or someone young or someone older. I just, I had no clue. And so I had to text again, like, hey, I'm in the, the white car, you know, uh, come find me, or I'm going to have the desk, you know, uh, on the street. And so I, I, 
But here comes Mary and Joseph into the temple, holding a baby in their arms with Joseph by her side, ready to present the firstborn son to the Lord. And again, at this, at this point, Jesus is only 40 days old. There was nothing outwardly to distinguish them or him, no marks or signs that indicated there was anything other than uh, uh, the fact that they were a young, poor couple coming with a newborn son. Uh, never was there a more unlikely couple. A poor carpenter from Nazareth. She is a peasant's girl carrying a little baby boy. And if you were watching, if you were baby watching, people watching, I don't know if that would be the first person you would identify. You wouldn't give them a second glance. They're uneducated. They're poor, as the text tells us. They offer two pigeons or two doves because they had no money to offer a, a lamb at the temple for their firstborn son. They are not from the upper crust. And then one day, the Holy Spirit leads Simeon into the outer court, and when Simeon sees them, he asks the question, he has probably asked the, for the 10,000th thousandth time, are you the one? I've done that as well. Am I selling my desk to you? And the Holy Spirit says yes, and the providence of God, he happens to be at the right place at the right time to see the Christ. And suddenly, Simeon leaps with joy. The long days of waiting are over. The Lord's Christ is before him. He is the, here is the one for whom the nation has been waiting. And he walks over, introduces himself, and I'm making some of this up. But he says, do you mind if I hold your baby? And as Mary gives the infant to Simeon, and I'm sure the thought hits Simeon, I'm holding the salvation of the world in my arms. And he utters a prophetic word. In verse 29, Lord, now you let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The coming of Jesus had one very implication for Simeon. It meant that he had seen the salvation of God and he was ready to die. He can cross that off of his bucket list. The word dismiss or letting your servant depart is a military term to describe a soldier who had stood watch. And it was his turn to be dismissed. To describe a soldier who had stood watch during the long hours of the night, and now the, the sun comes up over the eastern horizon, he knows his work is done, and he goes to his commanding officer to be dismissed. Again, as I mentioned before, during these cold winter months, they're not always joyous, they're not always occasions for celebration. 
Sometimes we hear stories of terminally ill patients who say, Doctor, I'd like to stay alive until Easter. And then Easter comes, and they quietly slip away. Or they say, I'd like to stay alive until my granddaughter gets married. They live long enough to see her down the aisle, and then they're quietly gone. And so it is with every person who has come to know Jesus, anyone who has ever seen Jesus, anyone who has ever had a relationship with Jesus and had the eyes of faith can confidently say, I'm now prepared to die. And if I might add, anyone who has not seen him, whether young or old, I will say is not ready to die. When we see Jesus and his salvation, we are ready to be dismissed from this life in peace and enter the life to come. And this was the case for Simeon. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul, that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. As we get the last two verses, again, these are prophetic words that Simeon says to the parents of Jesus. It's not going to be all celebratory. It's not going to be all joyous. It's not going to be all roses from this point on. It's a sword will pierce through your own soul. Mary, you're going to experience hardship in this life. The one who is your son. He will go through excruciating pain. And this newborn baby, just 40 days old, will go through a death like no other. And this death, and again, we never wish this for our own children, that they would die before we do. But here is a prophetic word from Simeon to Mary. This sore will pierce your heart. And something about this story, about Simeon, tells us about who Jesus is. Every prophetic word up to this point, reading through chapter 1 and chapter 2 of the book of Luke, every prophetic word tells us something, a little glimpse, and even more and more so, this progressive revelation, this unfolding of God's mystery. And here we see an even more prophetic word from Simeon that says that this Jesus who is born to you will cause a crushing of your spirit. We have been looking at, uh, over the last four or five weeks, different characters from the book of Luke, and Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2. And, and Simeon and the one that follows after this, uh, Anna, is no different. They are these lesser-known figures that all point to Jesus, that all point to the great work of Jesus on a cross. 
even at the very beginning, even before Jesus would live his life and, and do ministry for three years on the earth, 40 days old, there'd be this prophetic word that would tell us that this Jesus comes to you. And I love this, this, this Jesus who comes to you that you have prepared in the presence, he says, for my eyes have seen your salvation in verse 30, that you have prepared in the presence, what does he say? Of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to people Israel. That again, this Jesus has come for anyone, for everyone who believes that Jesus saves. 